going, everybody? Welcome back to the SOS Podcast, where we talk about sex and other stuff. I'm your host, Gabe Maria. With me always, my co-host, Great Brit. We are back. I think, is this the first time we're doing an episode, like, closer together? Is this, like, a double month or something like that? Uh, I think the I think between the uh, the wrong side of woke and um, pride of views, actually, that was, like, two weeks apart. So this is a little bit longer. But we've been oh, doing, sorry. I thought we were coming at you more frequently. I guess it's all the one. It's a, I mean, but you know, the first times for everything. But it's been, it's been good. How you been since the uh, last time we talked? A lot's happened. Yeah, I've been extra, extra busy. It's ridiculous. It was like slam out of quarantine, and I'm just overwhelmed already. It's a whole thing. Monuments are down. It's hotter than anal outside, and it's a, uh, it's a whole thing. Um, it's like a hundred degrees a day, and uh, the last like couple days. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I think it's, I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Thank God. But anyways, this is. But we do have a first thing for this episode. Oh, also, uh, shoutouts to um the health season and feel good RV for presenting this. Um, are you doing some events up at Bramley Park and everything? You want to shout? We that are out? shout that out real quick. That's a good place to start because then that segues into the next but um yeah we by the time this comes out it would have happened already but we're approaching the second live and let live and this time it is at Bramley Park if you're not familiar it's a new winery they are in Scott's edition of amazing wines that they make and ones that are already made that you can get but that's a shitty promo but whatever (laughs) I mean it's a promo I guess it already happened when this came out so like thank you for everybody coming out and showing some love yeah, thank you. You know, I really it was, hope it was a success. I heard, the, I, heard the, I heard the turnout was great. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. let's go. Let's go and do. It. But today is uh, this show is. Uh, oh yeah. Also, one more thing. Shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast at the SOS. Yeah, I heard. Uh, we've been getting love. some good reception from people. Good reception. Uh, the wrong side is woke, and uh, yeah, just thanks for the love. And look us up on Instagram at. The underscore SOS underscore podcast. And you can send us DMs, send us your problems, send us your queefs, whatever you want to do. But uh, No, we love to answer those questions. It's my yeah. favorite part of the show. Yes, yes, yes. We have some more later on. But first, we have our first guest on ever. Me! And, first. Uh, first guest. I'm really happy about this. And uh, just to give it up, it's, uh, it's, our, it's, uh, it's our friend. And uh, I don't know why I'm doing this horribly right now. Ah, oh, you're like, we ran over a whole intro over. Anyways, give it up for <laughs> physical therapist, Matt Harville. Hello. Hey, how's how you- everyone doing? Good. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for We're the so invite. so excited to have you. So excited to have you. We, you know, we have them there for specific reasons because we aren't just like a... We aren't just comedy, we aren't just uh, discussion, but uh, we like to be educated over here, and we think everybody else should be educated as well, because, you know, if you've listened to our podcast, you'd realize by now, like, I think half of our answers is like, I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah, it's good to be in the know. But anyway, so, Matt, how are you doing? I want to, I'm just meeting him right now, folks, in case you know, so we can, I just got you couple quick questions like about yourself like uh identity wise so how old are you now i am 31 31 okay i'm about 
30 if you're not counting this year because of coronavirus. Ah, dude, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. Like, I, I, I turn 31 next Ding. month, like in three weeks, actually. And I'm kind of like, yo, like, I kind of want to do be 30 one more year. <laughs> it shouldn't. This shouldn't. This shouldn't count. Okay. So your physical therapist, let's get into that. So what are your patients like and exactly what is uh, what do you do in your field? So um, I work in the Richmond area. I work on the east end, so the lower socioeconomic class, which is really awesome to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really challenging, but also really fun, just really getting to know people. Um, but I see a little bit of everything, really. I see mostly, for right now, orthopedic conditions, so knee replacement, hip replacement, shoulder pain, whatever you may have. Um, but I've seen five-year-olds all the way up to 90-year-olds. Um, but mostly my, but my interest and my specialty is in pelvic health. So that deals with urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, pelvic pain, pain with sex, basically anything that your mama probably doesn't want to talk about in church. Ah, the sex organs. Pretty much. And, and that's why he's on SOS. And that's why right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here to talk about sex and we, uh, but that's a, it's a, so are we talking to, so we're talking post-surgery right now or what do you, or like, or just, well, I guess post-surgery injury, but you're like, uh, you, you've probably covered all those things, right? Or, um, so it could be pre or post-surgery for pretty much everything really. Um, so uh, there's a lot of good research right now saying that if you get rehab before you get surgery, the outcomes after you get surgery are a lot easier and a lot faster and a lot better than if you just had rehab after you get surgery. Um, and that's for most body parts. Uh, the knee, the, the most research is around the knee uh, specifically, uh, but there's a lot of good research right now coming out for other body parts as well if you get rehab before surgery. Right, so what, uh, so what does rehab entail before surgery exactly? Uh, it's a lot of education. I mean, even rehab after surgery and in general, it's a lot of education, a lot of teaching patients what to do, how to do things, mostly that they're okay. If they get some sort of x-ray showing that they have disc degeneration in their back, it's mostly educating that that's normal. If you go to Walmart, then most people at Walmart probably have the same thing. Uh, so a lot of my work is, is talking and just teaching patients how to do things. Uh, but, you know, also we're physical therapists, so we do physical activity. So we do exercises, unfortunately. Of course. We've all seen, uh, we've all seen that guy, like, you know, um, you know, pretending to walk while he's holding on rails or whatever. I don't know. but <laughs> Right. Uh, much, to, much to everyone's chagrin that comes in, they have to do physical activity. Yes. So, I mean, that, that could be as basic as just squeezing a muscle and not doing anything as uh, up to doing plyometric exercises. It really depends on the patient and it really depends on what they're going to be seen for. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, like, um, uh, so being in this field and, and dealing with this, uh, not dealing, but uh, 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 helping those kind of patients. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, uh, first of all, these, this type of surgery, there's a lot of risk going involved. And then afterwards, there's a lot of, obviously, education and learning that's to go along with a different chapter of your life, I'd say, you know? Um, because mm -hmm. transitioning is like a, I mean, it's, 
it's not a overnight process that everybody knows, you know? Right. So, like, uh, so, go ahead. Uh, um, I was just going to say that, like, there's a, um, there's not, there's a little bit of a, a dearth of research for um, transgender people and, like, specifically for rehab. They're, um, so kind of piggybacking on the fact that I do pelvic health. Um, the, there's a lot of pelvic health therapists right now that are kind of delving into the transgender community. And there's a little bit of research out there about um, rehab before and after gender affirming surgery, but it, it, it's very few and far between. But mostly beforehand, what we do typically is one education of what's going to happen after the surgery, the inpatient hospital stay, kind of the recovery process, things like that. But we also do our pelvic exam, our regular kind of screening the back and the hips and checking what their range of motion is and their strength and thing like, things like that. But the, the really important part is that pelvic exam, which usually we, we, we want to, it to be internal ultimately, but you know, obviously it's up to the patient whether or not they want to do an internal assessment. So we can also do it external, which is just kind of seeing the muscles of the, of so kind of that perineum, which is colloquially termed the taint, just kind of seeing how that moves, seeing if it contracts and relaxes. Um, you get the most information from that internal assessment, which is a lube glove finger into either the rectum or the vaginal cavity and having them squeeze, relax, things like that. Um, and that important part is to see if they have one good muscle tone of the pelvic floor, but also if they can relax. So after surgery, we want to make sure that we kind of lessen that urinary incontinence or fecal incontinence or pelvic pain. So it's good to kind of tackle that before they go into surgery. So that way that's kind of already dealt with and they don't have to deal with it more after the surgery. Gotcha. So uh, are more of the patients men or women? Is that a- so it really, it really depends. Especially in that transgender community, it yeah. really depends. Well, because well, the surgeries, uh, I think the surgery, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the surgeries between the two, like the risk going involves a little bit different depending on, on on what you want. Is that a thing? That is a thing. And it's more common to have that vaginal plasty, so that's male to female, than it is to have the phalloplasty, which is female to male, just because of that, the risk, but also kind of the things that go on afterwards well there's like a, so, a, a lot of nerve stuff uh that can go on or, 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 or it's not there i feel like i'm so ignorant when it comes to the this these surgeries like I, I like that's just being totally honest and uh, and to be honest i feel like this is an important interview because there are so many others that are just as ignorant, if not more, <laughs> you know, so. I'm trying to get educated. I mean, yeah, please. Like, I I hope you don't mind, like, the the, the hard questions. I don't know. I, no, I'm just. Please, please ask away. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I'm, 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 so, I'm just, just wondering. So, like, yeah, so with the, with the nerve But damage, you just kind yeah. of dropped new terminology for the surgeries. Can you say that again? Of course. So let me kind of start over here. So the vaginal plasty is 
creating a, a vagina out of the male identifying parts here. So what they typically do is kind of go in, dissect the, the skin of the penis. They leave the glands of the penis because that's going to end up being the new clitoris ah. because the nerves that go to the glands of the penis are similar anatomically to the nerve that goes to the clitoris in a um, biological female, like that female at birth. So they leave that to create the clitoris, but they kind of dissect everything else to use as either the, the labia majora or they kind of just get rid of that skin depending on the typical patient, how, long, how much penile skin they have, things like that. Uh, the coolest part is, well, cool being a kind of weird term because I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. <laughs> it is cool um, to us. Yes, yeah, 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 it's fine. <laughs> What's so the, the coolest, coolest part about this? The coolest part is they take the scrotal skin and they invert it. And they have to take out the hair. They take out the hair follicles. And that is the new vaginal cavity. So cool. What? And Interesting. I think the coolest part, because I did not know that there was actual, like, clitoral stimulation possible. Like, so they can still... So after you've had... You said vaginoplasty? Yes. They can have normal, like, female orgasms. That's the goal. That's the so, goal. It didn't happen every time. <laughs> Ding. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Welcome to our so, lives. I mean, <laughs> surgery is surgery. And, sur I mean, like, first of all, all, all surgery is serious, but this is serious surgery. And, uh, and, uh. It's a, it's a pretty lengthy surgery. It, it takes typically between six and eight hours. So, oh, wow. you know, the patient is under for a while. And what's the healing time normally? That that's that depends on the patient. Uh, and are you research. how okay? I guess this is kind of like a layered question. So, like physical therapy versus not physical therapy. Say how long after the vaginal plasty can you like can you walk right after? Like, is it like? I would so imagine that, I would just want to like lay down like all the time. Yeah, and they actually educate patients not to sit right afterwards, just to have. Oh, not sit for. Let me let me rephrase that. Not sit for long periods of time right afterwards, just to make sure that the tissues heal and whatnot. Um, but one of the things, especially while you're in the hospital after you've had the surgery, is getting up and walking just for good blood flow, getting the muscles activated again, but also preventing blood clots in the legs or things like that that may happen from just being laid up in the bed after you have a surgery. So they are educating patients and physical therapists that are in the inpatient rehab to kind of get these patients up and walking, get them kind of walking up and down the hallway, different bed mobility, so kind of rolling around in bed, making sure they can do that before they get discharged and go home. Because currently the more standard procedure right now is that they're taught by the surgeon how to do different things and then they're sent home and then they have follow-ups every now and like every couple of months or so. 
And so what we're trying to do right now in the physical therapy community is advocate for these services for these people because it's it's quite the underserved community, especially for this type of surgery and this type of dysfunction and whatnot with the pelvic floor that may happen from the surgery. And just one, getting them to have, you know, sex that actually feels good is yeah. not painful and actually being able to have an orgasm again and not leaking urine or, or feces while they're doing their day-to-day lives and being able to get back to what they were doing prior to this gender-affirming surgery. Hey, talk about popping a cherry. Jeez. So anyways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but so, but something has to be said about this also, but like, because it's a... Uh, uh, it's a very specific surgery. It's a very um, small community too, because like, a, what percentage is the trans community like in the whole world? It's like, it's not even in the double digits or anything, you know? Right? Is that around this? I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> I've not seen. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, don't quote me, folks. Anyways, but um, but uh, this surgery has to run pretty high in the financial department too, right? It is, which is why a lot of folks don't do it. I mean, no, it's a, it's a high it's a high risk surgery, and also it just costs a lot of money. Exactly. Before we move on too much, can you give me like the com- the compact explanation of the opposite surgery? Sure. Um, so for female to male, there's a phalloplasty. So it's a little different. It's a little bit more involved than a vaginal plasty. They have to take, so surgeons have to take a skin graft, typically from your forearm. It can come from other places. There's some mm-hmm. research showing that it comes from maybe the gluteal folds, which is essentially your butt crack, uh, the front of the hip, uh, the side of the leg. It really depends on the patient and kind of their skin integrity and in those particular parts of the body. But they take the skin graft. They do a little bit of a roll for the new urethra, which is the tube that urine comes out of. And they do a bigger fold that's supposed to be that neophallus. And so they kind of they kind of mold it into what is typically the average male size penis and then kind of go from there. So we don't talk the, we don't talk about an average male size penises on the <laughs> on the show at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. Only the larger sizes. <laughs> yeah. only, only the only the huge ones of the only tiny, the, tiny only ones. Only the good sizes, right? <laughs> exactly. But uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Go on. Oh, you're fine. Uh, so they typically let that that heal a little bit, and then depending on the patient, they may put in an erectile prosthesis, so that way they can have an erect penis. Oh. Okay. Um, so it, it's a little different. They do kind of, they do try to spare that uh, that nerve to the clitoris, and they also try to spare some of those nerves and veins in that skin graft that they do as well, just so they can have a sensate penis. But, uh, you know, professionally and kind of anecdotally, I haven't seen a lot of those. A lot of uh, trans men kind of just keep with, the clitoris that they currently have and just use kind of almost like a penis pump to make it larger and kind of go from there. 
just because the surgery is so so involved and well, honestly, the like, outcome. I just well, I was wondering this, like if like uh, if you if like some uh, of a trans man, you know, was like, yo, like I want like a um, I want you to give me like a huge penis, and I feel like a doctor would be like, yo, that'd take a lot of work, and honestly, even if we could make it, like it'd be a miracle if you get the thing hard anyway. Yeah, and that is a big that's a big kind of negative for that uh, that surgery as well is that sometimes it's not very aesthetically pleasing. The way that the scarring heals and the way everything heals when the forearm and wherever they get the skin graft rather, sometimes that can not heal very well and so you've got a very large scar there which, you know, isn't that bad, but mm-hmm. the the neopenis may not heal very well either so you might have some interesting scar tissue there so sometimes it's not very aesthetically pleasing for the owner or the receiving partner ah gotcha interesting yeah good to know i didn't yeah didn't know all that this is good this is great to have you but uh i don't want to skip back too hard but like uh but this surgery is uh you know what's up in the thousands and uh and all that area right it's getting a little better as to, in terms of insurance paying for it, but it is very, very pricey, which, again, is reasons why a lot of individuals don't even pursue it because it's so expensive. It, it's expensive. I think, uh, okay, somebody threw this word at me the other day called um, uh, transmedicalist, Uh which is like kind of a, I feel like a, I think they were, the way they described it, it was a kind of a, a dying, a dying breed, not a dying breed, but just kind of an older, uh, it's kind of a different generation of trans, I guess. I guess there was a, there was a point where like um, you weren't considered fully trans until you fully, fully transitioned, but now a lot of people keep their parts, and rightfully so, because the money aspects, the, um, the uh, 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 what was I going to say? I mean, first of all, like, they've been taking a lot, because a lot of people start taking hormones so early now. Not so early, but, like, it's just, it's more widely accepted, you know? And uh, uh, so a lot of people keep their parts, too. And I remember, actually, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I only brought, I brought up the other podcast, like, a long time ago. But um, I went to school. I don't know if you know this this uh, this, this gal, but her name's uh, Bailey J. Anybody? So Never heard of her. Bailey J is a trans porn star I went to middle school with. It's a girl now. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, still has still has her parts, and uh, I think she said in an interview, I like this. I always uh, like this, but um, she said, because uh, uh, they, they asked her, why didn't you fully transition? And I think and I, I think it's a personal choice for anybody why they do anything what they do. I don't know what's their, whether it's with their body parts, with their lives, or with their career, or whatever they want to do. But I thought the answer that she gave was pretty awesome. She said, I mean, like, like if I fully transitioned, I was fully a woman, then I'd be, I, I mean, because she's a, she's a hot chick, but she's like, I think I'd be in the ranks of just, like, a bunch of uh, women that are already, I'd rather be the hottest chick with a dick than a kind of hot chick amongst all these other women. And uh, that always stood out to me. So I think it's more widely accepted to keep the parts and everything. And it's probably like, like you said, like all these just are coming up. Like I can definitely, if I keep my parts, I can definitely have an orgasm. 
if I keep my parts, I can definitely, I don't have to worry, I don't have to pay this money, I don't have to put these risks in. So, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and I think in the community, like, too, like, uh, like, uh, 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 cause there's still people who don't, didn't even take hormones, right? And, uh, but they're like, I'm trans and, and I'm, and I'm, and, da, 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 and, and, uh, I was gonna make a point. I was right on the tip of the tongue. Anyways, but, uh, I, I, it just, it, I think there's things, things are expanding more. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a lot more in between that than what we initially thought were there. A lot of people that, you know, it kind of depends on where they're at in their life. And which also, you know, requires a little bit of education on the provider's part too, because, you know, we need to, as providers, understand some people don't want to refer to their parts as, you know, the names, anatomical names that we're given at birth. Some people don't want to refer to it as a vagina. Mm. Perhaps that's going to be a front hole. Some people don't want to refer to it as a penis. So you've got to also meet the patient where they're at as well. Right. So, like, in terms of, like, a pelvic uh, uh, physical therapy and everything and in that field, what's the youngest and, old, and oldest patient you've uh, kind of encountered? Not kind of, but so you've, typic- you've encountered. Typically, we don't. We, will, we can see pediatrics, which is going to be that that kind of infant age all the way up to 18 typically we don't do not do an internal assessment at all if they are still a virgin or if they're under a certain age mm. and that's just professionally and it really i mean you know it really is not necessary at some point uh, for that young um so but you know it doesn't the age part past that doesn't really matter. So we, you know, we can see patients up to, you know, 90, 100, whatever may, they may have. Uh, so, it, but it's a lot of getting consent, getting verbal consent, getting written consent while you're doing it and before and after, and just making sure the patient is there. So a lot of times, more often than not, you know, in general, but especially in the transgender community, there's a lot of folk that are abused. Mm-hmm. And so that sexual trauma and that uh, traumatic event that they've had can play a huge part in your assessment. And so you have to make sure that patient is there in the room and not facing out and trying to dissociate from their body while you're performing an assessment. And that is a huge part of what we do is understanding someone's experience and making sure that you can get all the information that you can while you're also understanding that they may not want you to do this because they've had a shitload of sexual trauma and this is going to bring everything back. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. That, Wait, also, well, this is like... We play a more important role than people have probably ever even known. I feel like this will be really enlightening. <laughs> it's good. It's, 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 I, oh, I, because I, until like I had our initial conversation, I never thought about that aspect. Even when it came to the top surgery, when you said like learning to really like move your arms right again and yep. you know the skin being tighter and everything like that. Yep. 
you know, physical therapy is not specifically for that bottom surgery. And, you know, a lot of trans male people do do that binding. And sometimes a lot of that education goes towards their binding techniques. Are they binding too tight? There are a lot of good nerves that are around that armpit area that you're trying to bind that you are potentially pressing on. So are you binding too tight? Are you letting your skin breathe? Especially during right now that it's a million degrees outside. But also, if you are having that top surgery and getting the mastectomy, do you have good skin extensibility that you can raise up overhead to reach into a cabinet pre and post after you have that surgery? And, you know, are you having that good skin extensibility that you can put on clothes and do all that other stuff? So there's a lot that goes into things that a lot of folks don't think about. 100 percent like uh so so in the physical therapy so i i I just want to ask like uh if you were like to tell any parents that like have potentially or just have trans children and how to support them before 18 like and they're a little confused about how to fucking approach that like you know what would you say to them I would say educate yourself. Educate. Go and read read articles. Read experiences from other potential people that may be that same age as your child or your neighbor and figure out how you can be an advocate for that person. Listen to what they're saying and meet them where they're at. They're at a t- difficult time of their life and they know what's going on better than you do. It's their body. And, you know, just kind of really, really educate yourself and really put yourself out there and make yourself uncomfortable. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> is, uh, is going That's the name. Place. Make yourself uncomfortable. <laughs> That's it? Episode name. That's the episode name right there. That's awesome. No, but like... um yeah, this has been great. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw in there, uh, Britt, before we uh, move on to listener questions? Like, uh, I think I get, I, I, I have, I, I, I ran I out of questions. So. I, think, I ran out of questions, but mm. I, I think I have one more. Uh, just like in the, so since the, um, so okay, I'll just get into you, Matt. Okay, so let's talk about you. My favorite topic. Okay, yeah. So, are you are you uh, are you single or are you taken? I am single. Ah, uh, how's it going? Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> fine, and uh, in quarantine, it's great. I like. Uh, I kind of like being single in quarantine right now. That's a personal thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get more time to play video games and do nothing. Hell Ooh. yeah! What games you been playing? Well, I just bought Paper Mario. That's uh, that's been going pretty good. What? <laughs> I've been um, I've been I've been trying to figure some things out myself. Uh, just like you know, in the in the in the whole pandemic. Uh, I'm trying to figure out did, did, did yeah pandemic yeah I'm trying to figure out <laughs> hashtag pandemic yeah I'm trying to figure out that that digital love. Um, I'm trying to figure out like uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm 
I the one thing I've liked about being in the pandemic and 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 uh, navigating around dating is because uh, I don't care about it as much because I don't go out as much, you know, and I don't, I don't have to. Uh, I I feel a lot less pressed to impress if I'm out, eh, if I'm seeing anybody anyway, and uh, but you know I get little signals here and then like a this Instagram thing. I mean, it's just been uh, it's been a uh, uh, about one, maybe two ladies that uh, it's been very active on my page. I don't holler, I don't do anything, but I'm just like. Uh, what do you call active? What is active? Okay, let me let me let, let me uh, let me throw it out there. <laughs> you muted your thing so you can giggle at me. <laughs> Anyways, but. <laughs> No, I'm being respectful to our listeners because I am stuffing my face with lasagna right now. Ah! I hate I hate hearing people chew. So, like, I know there has to be somebody else out there that hates hearing people chew. Oh so, I'm God. respecting you, one person that's like me. I mean, yeah, you gotta check it out. You get your check it a mook bang. It's all chewing. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's a lot of good ASMRs about chewing. <laughs> there's some, uh, some uh, people love to listen to that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, people just their pants. That was this person. Anyways, but uh, no, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> Hearing other people chew makes me cringe. I I love my boyfriend to fucking pieces, but I look at him like I want to strangle him when he chews too loud. Oh wow. He knows, and I feel bad, but it's just like, <laughs> like. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's the back of my head. I'm just like, oh, God. Can't take chewing. Oh, man. So. Okay, yeah. Next time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> next podcast, I'm bringing a sandwich. Um, <laughs> what's that? But, you know, okay. What's, what, what is active? Okay. Uh, yeah, I get, I, I, I get, I get a like per post. I get a, a good bit of thumbs up. And, uh, and uh, all over the uh, the Insta story, but also I got I, I want to bring up one thing too though. Um, is there a thing for with being too comfortable being single? Because somebody told me the other day like, ah, oh, she's like, why don't you go do? I'm like, no. I'm like, like why? I'm like, well, I've been like in a very positive place for about a month and a half. I'd have been very comfortable. Why would I disturb that comfort with a new person? That sounds like a lot. What do y'all think about that? That's true. That's how I felt like for a long time. I was just kind of like, I don't want to be like naked in front of anyone new. It's like a whole thing, you I'm, know? I'm 30 and meeting people is like the worst thing ever right now. I can't do it. I don't, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't play out as much anymore. It was, it was, it's, it's a different vibe coming off stage playing music in a suit <laughs> you know and being like mm-hmm. I play in the band then like right now <laughs> that I'm like I'm a fucking nobody Joe Schmo I smell horrible I've been working all day vibes yeah, yeah. Um, like uh anybody anything I don't know it's just uh, I, I, it's something something I uh told me they're like you can't they're like don't get too comfortable just where you're at you got to be prepared for something to change but what i Mm. I, but i hate change life is always changing so yes i think you should be prepared for change but i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with being comfortable in your solitude thank you finally (laughs) 
No, somebody like it's like I, I feel like even when uh, especially uh, pre pandemic everybody's like you got to get out there, you got to do something. You're single, you got to da, and uh, and uh, fuck that. Why and, do you have to? And when um shit shut down and like uh, the government was like you should avoid people, I was like oh, this is like the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we did Thank cover God. that. I've been waiting, you said, waiting this was for like this perfect day. For you. you know what I'm talking about, Matt? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm super introverted. So it's like I've been training for this day my entire life. <laughs> well, actually, I, that's, uh, I mean, I don't want to call him bad. I don't want. I know everybody has their own journey, and everything, and like, uh, but I hear a lot of I'm going stir crazy and cabin fever and all types of stuff. And uh, they're like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, I have no idea. I quarantined for about a month and a half, and it was like, I wish you could do it again. I mean, I'm back in. I'm back out there in the workforce and everything. So. And, you know, that has its, its own fun. But, like, that month and a half, I mean, I just watched so much Law & Order. It's crazy. But things have updated. I want to give you just a quick anecdote before we get to um, uh, before we get to listeners' questions. And we only have a few. But, uh, so, weed has been decriminalized. Okay? Ooh. So, we're trying. As of July 1st. July 1st. July 1st was a crazy day. Okay? I Did, did you see my post about that? So July 1st in Virginia and Richmond specifically, because Richmond's been a hot spot for all the stuff going on with the uh, with the protests and everything. So July 1st. OK, let's actually let's back it up about a day or two. So a day or two before July 1st, um, the governor and uh, Governor Northam and uh, Mayor Stoney pretty much agreed like, you know, like there's unrest in the city. There's been protests every day. There's still protests pretty much every day. But they're like, we're going to, we got to get these statues, we got to get a statue down. And the only way to do this, there's too much paperwork to get to it. Let's throw the city in a state of emergency. If we do that, we get to go through different laws and go kind of around the paperwork. And July 1st, it went down. He said at 10 a.m. in the morning, I'm taking down this statue. And he went and did it. Same time, that was the same day that uh, the um, uh, what, eviction freeze came up. So was a, there was a whole protest at um, at John Marshall Court, and they kind of bum rushed the uh, the whole the whole court. A bunch of protesters and they got tear gassed by the cops, which the cops is originally what we're supposed to be, you know, fighting against. You know, that's it's not about a statue. It's supposed to be about equality and. Uh, and all that stuff. But at the same time, as people were probably getting tear gas, uh, a monument came off. And I watched it on TV, and it was raining. It was like a movie. It was crazy. And that same day, like, uh, the weed got decriminalized. So it was pretty dope. Anyways, but I want to get into a uh, – I want to get DMs. into some questions, some DMs. Okay, I got a, I got, I got two. Let's see what we got. Okay, my, my, it's actually one of my best friends, Sean. He um, sent this to us. And uh, I'm going to lie. I know the personal story. He's probably going to listen to this. So, hey, Sean. Anyways, but uh, some girl just broke up with him, so he sent us a question. Wow. He said, why is, the, why is it the guy's job to be serious about marriage when the girl doesn't even have a job or a plan? She's in such a hurry to have kids that she's blaming me for not being committed. But guys don't want to marry some chick who might just be a flake and take the kids away. Okay, Sean. <laughs> Here we go. I mean, I, <laughs> I, he sent me this. I was like, okay, thumbs up, bro. Here we go. Okay. I think, Sean, you were hurt 
I, I feel like you have a problem with rejection. I think you. I think this guy's broken up with more girls than he's been broken up with, and now he's having a reaction to it. You know what I'm talking about? That's definitely a thing. I've, I've definitely, yeah. And not even just, like, a man thing. I feel like that's a people thing. When you're, like, like, not I mean, used honestly, to... Honestly, I got I to gotta say, and this is, like, I think he's being kind of a diva because I think men are way more used to rejection than women, period. I'm sorry. I've seen it. Do you I'm, agree, Matt? Yes. Sorry. I had to find the mute, the unmute button. <laughs> oh, yeah. So y- you agree? I would. Yeah. No. I mean, and uh, I think when it comes, honestly, like, on, I, 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 like, uh, I can't go out right now. Even if, actually, if things were even open right now without a pandemic around there, all over the place, I say around, I say around there like it's like in a vicinity. But, um, <laughs> No, I couldn't go out, but I I definitely know some ladies just like I've they've gone out to lunch by themselves and gone back home. I I, I just I and I, uh, but you know they went I, to lunch and got like a number. No, they went to lunch and got some dick. Like they oh. went to lunch somewhere, had a sandwich at a bar, met a dude, and took them back home. Okay. Shouts out to them. Shouts out to them. Yeah, they told me about thing. it, and I was like, "Well, impressed. I could never do that. That's something I could never do. I have a heart like your I, secret. Yeah, seriously. Like, how did you? How does that happen? And wait, we all know how it happens. First of all, the people who do it, they know exactly how it happens. Anyways, but <laughs> they like I DM know, us. Tell I, us how it happens. I know exactly how I was doing. I'll, oh yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, we we can ask her later. But <laughs> but um. Uh, yeah, I think, Sean, uh, you got rejected, bro. And honestly, I know you personally, bro. I should stop saying bro. I say, I say it too much. I, I'm, t- I'm talking as if he's, like, right next to me. <laughs> yeah. I think you're trying to, like, comfort him, and he he's not here. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking as if there's, like, a, you know, a video game controller in my hand, and, you know, you just end every phrase with that or something. <laughs> but, bro. Bro. I don't see you, bro. Anyways, yeah, uh, man, uh, yeah, let, let it go, man. She moved on. She she wasn't into it. And yeah, maybe maybe she was broke. That's why you didn't like her. In the first, <laughs> that's why you didn't like her in the first place. So shut up. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't sound like you liked her the whole time. I've been talking to you for like since we were fucking in like high school. Okay. I was like confused with his like worry. Yeah, he sent that. Uh, he sent that 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 DM in a in a drunken stupor, uh, mid mid middle of the night, and I was like, "I'm recording a podcast in a couple of days. Send us a question." And so we sent it. So, oh, thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. I got, <laughs> I got another one. It's an anonymous, but it's from a gay man. He said, "I work in a restaurant, grab drinks after work, and made out with the new guy. I've been being." Super awkward ever since around him. That's a that's, why though. That's all. Says, yeah, why? I just kind of want to know that. Yeah, we need where's more context. The, where's the question? Exactly. It wasn't even a question. It was a kind of a statement. Maybe it's like a. It's kind of like, what do I do, or how am I supposed to feel? And uh, and also, has the has the other guy been awkward? That's a good question. And also, does he work with him? Yeah, they work to. Uh, yeah, it sounds like yeah, they work together and everything. 
And also, it's a new well, it's a it's a new person. He's not trying to lose his job right away because of some, <laughs> but like, uh, and also it's a it's a make. If you like them enough to swap spit, you should be able to have a conversation with them. But that's just me. Totally no. Well, yeah. I think what I think, but I think also like in terms of like uh, better yet. Go ahead. If you can swap spit and a pandemic in the hashtag pandem. You can talk to each other. I think workplace relationships are a little bit, a little bit different than. Um... Oh yeah, I'd never do one again, never. <laughs> what? We got it. Wait. Uh, oh wait, what? You got real serious right there. <laughs> I've had. We might have to do a whole episode least... about this. I've had at least two, right. and both were like, "Ugh, why did I do that?" Like, no. I've had... I don't like, even outside of romantic relationships, I don't like too much, like, shout out to Brambley, because I have awesome co-workers, but it, it made me a little uncomfortable when, like, a flock of people started trying to add me on Facebook. Like, I just don't really like to do a lot of intermingling with, like, outside life and then work life because you have to be at work so much it's like you have the option to be around who you want to be around outside of life majority of the time and then at work you literally have no control over who you have to spend like eight hours with so it's like uh, also it's like yo, i'd rather just hang- know you for how i know you as my co-worker exactly and also like we've been hanging out eight hours like we did it <laughs> <laughs> right yeah then we do it <laughs> Yeah, I forty think, hours. Yeah, I think someplace in the, I think in, I think the workplace is kind of what makes it awkward, because it it doesn't sound like one of those things like they're not speaking, but they just have. I think there's a difference between work speak and personal speak. You know what I'm talking about? Because there's yeah, a, there's definitely. some people I definitely like. I mean, we've exchanged words, but every word that we've exchanged is work related. But maybe if you have a night, and. Uh, it's not work related or, you know, maybe it's a very social situation and it's a little bit out of the shell a little bit, you know, you feel a little bit vulnerable. And, uh, I guess. and then it's like, uh, I guess somebody like if somebody, I don't know, I guess I definitely been in a situation where like I've been in a workplace environment and I've been vulnerable to somebody and they're like, uh, and I kind of, uh, yeah. But, the, yeah, I no, back to what you're saying. But the, intermin- <laughs> the intermingling of the worlds, though, because I like to keep my shit separate. My work, sometimes my friends, even my lady and the family. Like, it's I, I like to. And honestly, if I see it all mixed up, I get really stressed out and I get a lot of anxiety. And uh, I can't have it. So maybe that's what's going on there. So, okay. So how would you uh, deal with that? There, well, there's there's work workplace relationships, and then there's gay workplace relationships. All right. So, All right. I mean, when you, <laughs> uh, maybe it's just me, but wait, wait, when I gotta, have, I, can I can I throw this in there? Like, they said they work in a restaurant. I got a I got a feeling like there's not that many gay people that work there. Like majority, like they might be the only two, right? Maybe three. And then, in general, when you're like doing something with a gay guy, especially in in Richmond, I don't know if this person's in Richmond, but, but like it's one of these things where you you like 
you're at Kroger and you walk by this person and they're like, they completely ignore you. That's the typical gay thing to do is to walk by somebody and be like, who is this? I've never met them before. But like, literally, you were just in their bed last night. Oh, my God. So, like. What happened to you? It's a thing. It's a thing. (sighs) What the? So. Okay, so your your gay friends versus your straight friends, do you think you hear ghosting happening more in the gay community? I I mean, in personal experience and talking to other people, I feel like that happens. I mean, wow. look, first least, of all, gay at men... Least, at least more immediate ghosting. Like, there's, like, a nonchalant, mm-hmm. a nonchalant ghosting in the straight community, at least my straight friends. And then, like, gays, it's just like, one day you're talking, the next day it's like, who are you? I'd leave your phone number. So are like one night stands a more common thing? Oh yeah, definitely. I like, I think with the I mean, first of all, I mean, to have your viewpoints of but gay men are still men, and they're like, yo, don't be a bitch. <laughs> just like, and just like, a, and it's kind of like yeah, like and like if they if if somebody wants to say something like, yo, you, I mean, you get it. And they're supposed to be like a head nod, like because because cause they're mad, okay? Like yeah, 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 fine, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. So I don't know. I guess I never thought how, about that. Is is. that. Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, despite what you think, like you know, they're they're still men. And like uh, my my I uh, my friends like just like uh oh yeah, so okay, my one of my best friends like yeah kept on repeating this one phrase all the time, bitch boy. He's being the bitch boy. And da, 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 da. and I was like, what's that? And I feel like it's the equivalent of what women say when they say, when to talk about a fuck boy, when talking about yep. like, straight women are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I calculated it as. I mean, there's still fuck boys in the, in the gay community. That is for sure. It's the bitch boys, right? I mean, they, they could be. <laughs> oh. That's a, like urban dictionary, the difference between bitch boy and fuck boy. <laughs> Do it. I got I got one more question before we wrap things up. Who? Do you want to you want to look up that uh that that the uh, the comparison first or you want to? I am there? while you're reading the question and then we'll end off the episode. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so, somebody um, somebody asked uh the um, the pod, what kind of, what kind of porn do you guys like? Because we've talked about porn a lot. <laughs> do we? <laughs> Apparently, almost every episode. We which we haven't oh, at all. Wow. We haven't at all this episode till right now. Shocking. Um, you want to start, Matt? Out? Do you want to start? You're a guest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh, like, well, gosh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> I, I I'll go second. I'll go second. All right, I'll all go. Right, I'll go I'll, I've got I've got to, I've got to like test the waters first. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in right now. Okay. Uh, okay. all right. Let me um let me set the bar real quick. I'm I'm the worst person to set the bar. <laughs> uh, I, as much as I said a couple episodes ago, like uh, interracial is the best porn I've ever seen in my life. It's uh, uh, I like it a lot. And either way, too, everybody's like, is it a black dude and a white chick or a Asian and a Middle Eastern? I don't know. No, no, no. Like uh, uh, the 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 I like the no. You uh, every single way as long as it's uh. It's good. I've been um, 
uh, I've been going through some. Uh, this is the end of the episode, by the way, so nobody's listening any, at this point anymore. Uh, if you are, thanks for listening. Uh, but I've been going through these like cum shot compilations. They're like, whoa! So uh, those have been pretty cool. And um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm uh, I, I, even though the girls are hot, I'm, I'm a little disappointed by all these like uh, weird stepmom incest things. Um, but I still watch them. I still get <laughs> off. It's weird. Anyways, go on. <laughs> anyway, go on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna agree mostly. So I will say interracial is 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 very pleasing. Very nice. All right. Uh the com the cum shot compilations or compilations, if you will. Compilation. Uh yes. <laughs> very nice. <Ding. laughs> um but I will change the stepmom to daddy porn. Daddy porn. Very nice. That's, very uh, nice. that's okay. yeah. I see it. So like uh in 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 so it's got to be as like some break because I I I didn't read the article. I gotta say I gotta save me for the next because like apparently the because the the porn industry has been under uh, they're not shooting porn like they're not shooting movies period you know like oh past, right now because like, of COVID yeah because of COVID and everything and they said uh, I sent you the article they're like uh, they're gonna start shooting porn but they got new regulations and 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 milfs and squirts and something else is gangbangs are out. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we can't do that for a while. There's too many people. There's too many fumes going all over the place. It's heavy breathing. There's panting. So fucking, you know, there's like fucking peanut butter up some dude's ass, and I don't know. But uh, I'm weak. <laughs> it's, okay, yeah. so limitations in recording for okay. the okay. All right, Britt, you ready? You don't have to. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I already decided. I think I'm gonna say more so the things that I don't like. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna let the audience like <laughs> narrow it down. Fisting. <laughs> okay. Number one, fisting. Fisting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ew, no. Uh, that's a, a good number one. You don't like a peg. A whole nother topic. A whole nother topic. You don't, yeah. You don't not. Like, you don't like a peg. If I no. see that, if I, I, mean, I see like do, fisting in an ad on on like a porn site, I'm like, ah, no, right. get away. It looks like and like really, do your tissues go back to where they started after you have an entire bicep in you? That's a good question. Look Woo! at Gabe's face. Like <laughs> it's it, it, it's the question of the hour. What'd you say? It's, it's the qu question. Like it, it's the question of the hour. Like I mean, oh yeah. Seriously, like, I, we we've talked a lot of we've talked a lot of pelvic shit this whole episode and. uh that's pretty voluntary. That you know, okay. Yeah, I'm not. You're the physical therapist. How <laughs> I mean, many like literally, kegels literally, have to be done you, to get back to normal after fisting? I that and I would like to know, and that's a great <laughs> research topic because, like, some of these videos you be seeing though, like, literally, you're up to the bicep. Oh my god! Like, oh my how are you serious? How is this going in someone's? rectum slash i mean at that point you're all probably all the way up to the de descending colon at that point but it's like too. how do you do this oh of course like that's oh the, 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 I, i'm pretty sure the asshole has a uh, more uh got more reach than the the vag Are you, yeah no a lot of people love it and you know to each their own i'm i'm not you know fetish shaming anyone do your but thing but i just can't imagine but like I'm it's almost so like fascinated 
Right. It's almost like my same question when it comes to like heroin. Like, how did that first time, like, you were just yeah. like, this is my thing now. <laughs> like, I just don't get. I, I'm so fascinated. Wow. Like, <laughs> how is it? How is it enjoyable? Like, I want to know. But like, how is it afterwards? Like, do you have to wear it depends? Like, does it go back? I don't know. Do maybe you? Like, what's do, it you, do you have to wear it depends? I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's definitely uh they, they definitely went through some uh some uh off brand physical therapy for that uh <laughs> YouTube that physical th- Yeah, I don't think it was YouTube. I think it was definitely Maybe that's another section of Pornhub that we haven't even seen before. It's like Oh, Pornhub re- is a, is an endless body reconstruction. Pornhub is an, en- an endless place. It's an endless site and uh I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we don't have to get into it right now, but like, uh, uh, you know, we we I've I've seen the uh, the Oscars of the internet. It's dark. It's crazy. No, on no. Pornhub. <laughs> Not Pornhub. It's uh, I mean, out there. And it's like fucking uh, well, it's not sites even sites you've never even heard of. It's like it's not <laughs> even sites. It's like. You know, I mean, there's like hate groups and all types of stuff out there. Okay. Oh my god. It's the internet. Okay. Like, if you thought of it, it's out there. Okay. Whether you like it or not, you know. And uh, somebody's gonna click, and uh, you know, or have a pop up. Anyways, but uh, but what else don't you like in porn, Brit? Or is it just spit? Wait, spit? Like too much of it. Please, like I can mm-mm. see, I can see too much of it. I remember I was like a, and I'm the complete opposite of both of you because you're both like, oh, the cum shot. I think, but I think bodily fluid is gross. <laughs> like what? I don't know. I don't want to watch it. I can't. I don't want to watch that. Like that doesn't do it for me. I love like, the follow the fluids. I'm not into the whole spitting in each other's mouths type of thing. Not my thing. I love the fluids. Nope. I love the sounds. Like uh, I remember a lady had back in the day, and like uh. Like, uh, yeah, she was completely against the whole spit thing. Like, she did not like to spit. Like, and she was, um, spit, squirting. I think that shit's gross. She did to watch. Oh, I, I'm, I'm I think, it, I think it's all entertainment and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm here for it. Anyways, but no, but she didn't. She really, like, uh, she didn't, like, I, I, I'd be going down her. I'm folding things over. I'm spitting on things. And she'd be like, no, don't spit. I'd be like, she'd be going down on me. I'm like, spit on it. She was like, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, I feel spit. like it's different when you're in the midst of it yourself. I was in the midst. Like, I was in, I was in there. I was what, you know what the midst was? I was there. I was in it. <laughs> you know what the midst was? Okay. <laughs> I was in the midst. Okay. I was like, spit on it. She's like, what are you talking about? That's one of those things too. I was like, when you're like, when you're, when you're, when you are like in a, uh, in a relationship and you want to like spice things up and you're like, uh, sometimes you do something and you're like, you look at each other like, we are not these people. <laughs> you just reached like a new level. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like sitting on the side of the bed afterwards. Like, wow. Whoops. Uh, levels. But yeah, like, okay. When you're in, the, when it's you, it's one thing when it comes to like porn, it's a whole different thing. Like, I don't know. Call me an asshole, but for me to endure some like gross shit in porn, like the people have to be like pretty fucking like attractive. 
I mean, that's the whole point. It's a fantasy. Well, that's the other thing about porn. People got to But there's realize. a lot of ugly people in porn. There's a lot of bad wigs. There's a lot of ugly people. There's a lot of ugly... Bad lighting. There's a lot of ugly people with enthusiasm, okay? Put it that way. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. I was saying, like, uh... You know, uh, you know what's really noticeable? A fucking, a beautiful person not enjoying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm just saying. Jesus. But, okay, we can get a bit and we can, we can get in there. But we're, I think we're out of line. We're at, we're at an hour. And, oh, wow. And uh, this has been awesome. Uh, you can follow, uh, first of all, yeah, thank you so much for, Matt, for coming on with us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. We learned so much this episode. This was our most educational episode yet. It was to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of times I saw your your microphone going on mute on my little thing over here. You're like, I'm not gonna say anything right here. Oh, yeah. But shout uh, out to Sneeze for the amazing turkey ground turkey lasagna that ooh, I just ate. Ground turkey lasagna. <laughs> Matt, where uh, where can folks find you at if you want them to follow you? Um, so I mean, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Um, so it really depends on what social media handle you're on. Okay, so what's uh what's what's the easiest handle? So Matt, uh, what's so your favorite? Under, underscore. <laughs> well, so on Instagram, I'm Harville MS. It's H A R V I L L E. MS. Um, and then on Twitter, I'm Matt Harville DPT. He's in Dog, he is in Peter, he is in Tom. And then just my name on Facebook. Cool. And uh, shout outs to our producers, uh, James Soretis and Kelly Strawbridge, for making this happen. Uh, and Feel Good RV in the whole season. Uh, Great Brit, where, they can, where they, can they find you at? Um, as always, you know. I am always checking out our DMs on Feel Good RVA, but personally, it's I am Brit LM. Um, this airs after the event. So, again, thank you. <laughs> uh, pre thank you to everybody who came out to support Live and Let Live. Hopefully, I had a really fun time. <laughs> I want to say, like, I had a great time, but it's going to be like 94 degrees. So, Ooh, I had yes. a hot time. I think yeah, I, I had a time too. I was uh, coming out of seams. I was. I will be there, sweaty, <laughs> and enjoying myself. There we go. Oh, and I also just want a special shout out, Pete. All of Richmond knows Pete. Le live and let live. Yes, Pete. Um, live and let live wouldn't be what it is without Pete. So big thanks to him, Barry Pete on Instagram. Shout out to Barry Pete. I'm Gabe Santa Maria. You can find and me. I'm great, Britt. You can find me on. Oh, Instagram. sorry, you're doing. Yeah, I'm doing I'm my drunk. plug right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was lost with what we were doing. You're good, man. It's been a, it's been, it's been, been a great app. Been a great pod. Thank you, everybody, for chilling with us. Thank you, Matt and Britt, for of course, you know, like doing it with me as always. We got another one. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at um, Gabe underscore Santa Maria. And uh, oh, by the way, by the the new Flare Project album, Food for Thought, comes out August 1st. Check out our shit. Whole season out every Friday. And uh, check out some slight. And uh, 
We're coming back soon too. Our next interview is with local rapper Rap. She also has Punk and Pink Boutique, so keep an eye out for that. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and I'm gonna do my send off right now. <laughs> I've been trying to get, trying to come up with a good stand off, so I, I think, but I've been, I think been, it's gonna be what I've been doing the whole time. Okay, everybody. Okay. Keep coming, keep fucking, keep queefing, keep masturbating. Whatever you do, just wash your hands. Y'all have a good day. Stay sanitized. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.